viewpoint and opinion shared on Jerry Unfiltered is a culmination of over 20 years of personal experiential knowledge and research into the unification of science and consciousness known as quantum morphogenetic physics, which is a paradigm shifting disruptive science not taught in the mainstream public educational systems. The intention of Jerry Unfiltered is simple, to awaken, to be aware, and to be able to reclaim the original perpetual life celestial human potential. And for some of you, buenos noches. Welcome to Jerry Unfiltered Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Jer Rivera Dujeno. I want to welcome back all of our diehard listeners out there, as well as some of the new listeners who are joining us here for the very first time. You know, it is not by some chance coincidence that you have found yourself here at Jerry Unfiltered. If you are here, it's because something in your DNA led you here, okay? For over, gosh, 18 months now, I have been sharing disruptive information with the intention to help you break free from the disinformation that has been running rampant on this planet and for most of you for the majority of your lives. So this podcast episode is no different <laughs> as I share with you the energetic reality and potentiality of true self-healing. But before we dive into the subject, I do have some important announcements uh, that I'm going to share with you. First one is on December 21st of this year. That is literally, I would say, 12 days away, right? At 12.12 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, we are going to actually gather the whole planet together for the Rasha Global Higher Earth Consciousness Coherence Activation and Meditation. Now, the intention of this first ever type event is to raise the collective consciousness of the planet, to raise the oscillation, not the vibration, the, the oscillation rate by 0.012%. We are inviting as many people that resonate with this to this first ever base 12 frequencies upgrade. And uh, if you are interested to know more, 
simply go to base12code.com and register. It's free, okay? And you'll get more information uh, on the website. Now, on January 2nd of 2022, which is known as the Festival of Light, from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, I will be hosting the first ever Eternal Life Summit online experience. Now, many of you have attended conferences, summits online, but I can guarantee you they've never shared Eternal Life Base 12 information as well as techniques for self-healing and protection. And we're going to go into dark energy physics, okay? We're going to go into knowing the multidimensional reality that surrounds us that we all live in so that you have a better knowledge of who you are, where you are, and more importantly, where you're going. So go to uh, base12, that's base12, number 12, code.com, and you can register for everything there. I believe uh, for this online summit, it's $60 US, okay? And uh, last but not least, Biogenesis University is now accepting new applications for enrollment for next semester. So if you're interested uh, in reclaiming and starting your journey to reclaim the eternal life information, which is your birthright as a celestial human, I would go to biorigenesisuniversity.org and start your journey to reclaim this eternal life information there. Okay? So that is the, I guess there's only three announcements, but they're very importante announcements, right? So we are going to dive into the energetic of reality, the energetic reality and potentiality of self-heal of self-healing, right? You've heard, or I don't know if you have, but there's many, many thousands of cases of people that have had certain pathologies, certain health challenges that spontaneously heal themselves. So this is a reality, people. Make no mistake about it. You've just haven't done the research, nor have you cared because everyone's running to their doctors, whether it be Western or naturopath, for healing, when we have the capability of self-healing ourselves. Are you with me? And this energetic potentiality exists, but it's knowing how to activate this latent power, if you will, right? Now, one of the most important aspects to reclaim self-healing, because I have done the research, I have literally done the due diligence, and over a thousand cases of spontaneous healing. Do you know what the common factor was? In all of them. I'll give you three guesses. No, I'm just kidding. It was that one, 
these people had some type of spiritual conscious connection to their whatever they label God or spirit or the divine. And two, these people anchored or embodied one of the energetic realities of love. Okay? Now, in terms of morphogenetic field physics, let's define love as an energetic reality. Okay? A state, if you will, of vibrational harmonization or a co-resonance of frequency, energy, that allows a morphogenetic connection to build between individuals. And it is through this morphogenetic connection of this frequency, love, that one can literally assist in embodying self-healing potentiality and energies that will, absolutely will, facilitate the self-healing process. And if you're really anchoring the energetic reality of love, the spontaneous self-healing process. Because, check this out, without the feeling, okay, I'm not talking about the emotion, because emotion is electromagnetic energy in motion. I'm talking about the feeling, the desire. Without the feeling and frequency of genuine love, one cannot morphogenetically facilitate this self-healing process. Are you with me? Love, the co-resonance of frequency, is the essential ingredient in self-healing because it allows the opening of one's own personal morphogenetic field encryption lattice to receive the universal primal life force currents or frequencies of this multi-dimensional time sphere matrix. Okay? So, cultivating the ability to hold the frequencies of this universal eternal love is the responsibility of any true being that is on the eternal life path. Are you with me? And in self-healing potentiality, it is important to assess the most appropriate form of love to engage with, okay? And to engage with specific individuals, yourself. And let's start by discussing what I will call subtle love. Now, many people respond well to subtle love. And subtle love is this gentle, nurturing, soothing love, which is often displayed by, let's say, parents comforting their children, right? Subtle love works well with individuals who possess a certain degree of spiritual maturity and who have cultivated the ability to hold and anchor some degree of a love frequency within themselves, yeah? And subtle love 
is the appropriate form of love for individuals possessing the maturity to accept personal responsibility for themselves, right? Their actions, their emotional reaction patterns. And these people do not attempt to manipulate, to vampire and siphon energies from or place blame on others, right? So subtle love is characterized by engaged detachment of the person and is demonstrated through subtle spoken words, calm and sincere words, right? And actions that are intended to place the individual at ease. So subtle love is built upon sincerity, right? Kindness, respect, and genuine desire to see humans or people, animals, plants thrive and prosper. Are you with me? And developing the ability to hold or carry the subtle love frequency takes time, it takes patience, and requires that the person works to heal personal inner conflicts, right? Unresolved issues from childhood or karmic uh, miasmic reaction patterns that disrupts the subtle love frequency. Because subtle love is a vulnerable love in that it necessitates one to show the self as it is honestly expressing personal feelings and it's and this is combined and tempered with kindness and remember this subtle love is not approval seeking it is genuine it is honest and it is self-generated subtle love requires love and respect of oneself and others simultaneously it is built upon a level of spiritual maturity in which it is understood that personal value is implied by the fact of existence and is not determined by the approval or validation of others outside of the self, right? And the personal relationship to source, to spirit, to your God. The ability to hold this subtle love frequency emerges through spiritual integration, right? Personal self-healing of inner conflicts, inner trauma, power struggle issues, and intentional application of kindness and mindfulness. Are you with me? So this is the first perspective of love called subtle love, right? And I want to also touch upon people who love themselves to not buy, you know, there are people out there that have this illusion of martyrdom, okay? They must play martyr, okay, to others in order to be of service. And you find this, you know, in people uh, of the cloth or some type of religious faction, right? But martyrdom 
implies a belief that you are lacking in worth or must earn your worth by relinquishing that which feels of most value to you. You hear about these Sikhs, right? There's nothing wrong with Sikhs. And you hear about these other type of religious, um, let's say, factions that give away all their possessions. This undermines expression of the source presence within you and others by assisting this belief that you are so vital to their well individual right to their to their well being right that they cannot function without you perhaps but in truth martyrdom is an expression of ego and i'm not talking about the epigenetic overlay i'm talking about the ego that all of the new age and all of the hindu the eastern religions talk about right because in truth Martyrdom is an expression of ego, most often used by people who feel they are personally insignificant in the eyes of Source in order to give themselves significance and a sense of personal power and purpose for being. Are you with me? People who actively know, right? They know the intrinsic Source within themselves Treat source with honor and respect and do not allow or need others to depreciate the self and its desires in order to prove the existence of a belief in, say, their personal God, right? Martyrdom does not facilitate self-healing, okay? Because it reinforces this erroneous belief in intrinsic personal unworthiness which exists in direct contradiction to the innate source presence that exists in every living thing right within the energy dynamics of universal law there's a natural harmony a natural balance that is achieved in the flow of giving and in the backflow of receiving of energy right in human spiritual relationships this balance of energy is achieved by mutually valuing each person in a relationship through which the natural giving and receiving of energy can be exchanged uninterrupted right so this idea of martyrdom blocks the natural flow of source energy. The, this martyr usually gives more than receives, which progressively diminishes the martyr's ability to keep an open, eternal, perpetual flow of energies from source because the martyr does not allow the self to receive. Okay? So, remember this, will you? Martyrdom is not an expression of love. It is an expression of lack of love. Are you with me? So, what is the resolution for martyrdom? You may be asking yourself, right? It's eternal, perpetual love. And I'll get into this very shortly. 
Now, subtle love does not facil facilitate spontaneous self-healing, okay, on all occasions, right? It doesn't even facilitate regular self-healing on all occasions. Certain people who come to, say, an individual for self-healing assistance, right, they bring with them a great need for emotional self-healing and development of spiritual maturity. These people demonstrate they act very arrogant, they're demanding attitudes. And these people refuse to accept responsibility for their personal actions and resulting consequences. Most often, these people carry deep core trauma, the ones that go to self these healers, right? They go to these healers, oh, please heal me, right? They refuse to accept responsibility for their personal actions. And most often, these individuals carry deep core trauma from childhood or from reincarnational bleed-throughs, right? Because they are traumatized within. And they have not yet developed the self-control or the maturity necessary to treat themselves or others with love, kindness, or respect, right? People who display unreasonable behaviors or attitudes these type of people pose a bit of a challenge to the eternal life-based self-healing individual, okay? Because if these people are approached with, say, subtle love, this eternal life self-healing individual, right, will often find themselves as a scapegoat for the person's personal problem. Are you with me? They may have their energies and their time excessively vampired by these type of people and might possibly be sub subjugated to verbal or physical abuse. So individuals exhibiting these type of personality traits, right, are usually struggling within themselves to gain control over the various conflicting portions of their personal energies. And they tend to objectify this internal conflict resolution in the form of power struggle with others. Are you with me? And you can just take a look at some people that you know in your life that exhibit this type of behavior or attitude. Because, you know, these personalities are trapped within cycles of subconscious whether self or other abusive attitude patterns, okay? And they need love more than anyone. And most often their asshole behavior pushes others away. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't that you know, ring true for some people that you may or may not know? I mean, intrinsically the behaviors serve to keep the individual sheltered, right, from self-exposure. They don't allow others close enough to inspire feelings of, you know, vulnerability or lack of self-esteem. You know, often such personality traits effectively keep that individual from seeing themselves and the eternal pain and conflict from which they are attempting to hide from, right? So, to facilitate self-healing in these types of individuals, 
without succumbing to their manipulation, whether it's aggression or abuse, requires that the individual adopts an attitude of what I call firm love. Now, in firm love, the individual clearly establishes personal boundaries in their own mind as to what treatment they will or will not accept, right? And if someone crosses those boundaries, the individual assertively addresses the issue with the person, requests that the offensive behavior stop, and provides a clear consequence as to what will occur if the offense continues. So firm love is tough love. It's hard love. And this firm love approach is, let's say, generated and rendered from a base of subtle love and something that I'll get into shortly called eternal love. But it is strengthened with self-love on behalf of the individual. Are you with me? The person recognizes that they are only, let's say, assisting this person to continue with the self-destructive patterns by condoning or allowing offensive behavior and chooses to love the individual enough to confront the pattern so that it, it begins to release, right? In, let's say, lovingly, calmly, but firmly confronting poor behavior and setting clear boundaries and consequences, the individual assists these types of people to temporarily find a new pattern of action because guess what? The old pattern does not work anymore for manipulation in this instance. Are you with me? So, the firm love approach frequently requires individuals to demonstrate that they hold their own power, right? Even in the face of someone's disapproval. So, firm love is an ability of personal empowerment worth cultivating for personal self-healing, right? And if we're talking about self-healing potentiality, we will rehash that love is the essential ingredient, the frequency of love. And I'm not talking about what everyone, everyone is erroneously saying, 528 hertz, okay? This is not the love that we are discussing. The love frequency is not 528 hertz, by the way, all right? So uh, you're talking about, we're talking about all love beginning with eternal source within the self, right? And you will be able to transmit the frequency of love to others in direct proportion to your own ability to hold the frequency of love within yourself, right? And if you do not recognize, if you don't recognize your intrinsic value as an eternal life individual, and you are seeking validation of your existence through external sources, such as achievements, status, or external approval, you will most certainly project these sentiments into your love relationship with others. I mean, it's just that plain and simple. So if a person does not meet the external standards of validation, right, that you have placed on yourself to determine your personal worthiness of love, 
guess what? You will have difficulty, all right, in finding love. You will, you will have difficulty not falling into judgment of others. And let me talk about judgment and love for a moment. Because being judgmental, judgment and love cannot transmit through a human body at the same time. It just, due to morphogenetic field physics, cannot happen. Because judgment, all right, and a lot of you out there are little judgy Judies out there and judgy Joes, judgment creates an energetic reality of separation, right? Or non-resonant frequencies of energy. Whereas true love creates the co-resonance of frequencies needed for open flow of source energies for self-healing potentiality and acceleration. And if you can remember or one can remember that love is the only constant and that all conditions of judgments change, it is easier to cultivate the in, this innate ability to fully hold the frequency of love than judge, right? Now, judgment is not assessment because there is assessment of conditions, right? Assessment of actions or attitudes that can be useful and necessary. Such assessment can be generated through separating the person from the action. And how many people can do that? Take a look at your own life and see, were you judging or were you assessing? You can judge the effectiveness or the value of the action or an idea without assigning a value judgment to that person to whom it's attached. Are you with me? But many of you judge. Oh, you don't do enough techniques, eternal life techniques. They don't do eternal life techniques because of their actions. Really? Right? The moment someone's in judgment saying, oh, you know what? These people aren't eternal life people. You're automatically creating an energetic reality of separation. And you can see it in your life. You can see that separation. And then you can see the, the others that truly embody love frequency because they're creating a co-resonant frequency and they are not creating an energetic reality of separation. They are a core group. So it's very important because if you want to be a self-healing eternal life individual, right, that can feel love, reverence, respect, and honor for the source spark within you, then if you can do that, you will also be able to transmit these qualities of excellence in love to others. The quality of love brought into the self-healing potentiality and acceleration experience will directly affect the success of self-healing assistance given. So, love the self and know that all individuals possess an unalienable worth and value as a living spark of source, right? This is self-love. 
begin to cultivate this awareness within your personal life. And then you'll see, you'll greatly increase your effectiveness as a self-healing individual. If you are not self-healing, if you are not healing from whatever, from whatever, from whatever condition, pathology, right? If you cannot self-heal, you're really not respecting, honoring, and connecting with the source spark within yourself, okay? So, love, honor, respect yourself, your feelings, your intentions, your desires, so you may better love those you wish to serve, right? And co-create with. So think about that. Love others as you would love the self, yourself, and love the self as you would like to love others. It's that simple, right? I mean, shit. If the whole planet could just embody one of those frequencies of love, we'd be a completely different planet. Now, let's get to the final perspective of love frequency, and that is eternal love. This is fully engaging the love frequency. The greatest love that can be embodied in human biological form is known as eternal love. Eternal love is a pure state of vibrational frequency co-resonance between the human identity and 12 dimensions, 12 dimensions of reality within which the human anatomy is stationed, right? So eternal love is not the song by that guy, Lionel Richie, right? It's not that. Eternal love is expressed in human form as what we call base 12 love. Have you ever heard of that? I, I doubt it. Or base 12 avatar consciousness. Eternal love is literally 12th dimensional love or frequency of the avatar level of identity. And if you have no idea what the hell I just said, I would highly suggest you contact us and we can put you on the path of, of remembering your avatar level of identity. You know, this base 12 love, which no one's heard of, is literally a state of full frequency resonance with everything existing in the multiple universes contained within our 12 dimensions of our 15-dimensional system, right? Base 12 love is a transcendent love that is attached to no thing, however, is at one with all things in a state of perpetual, eternal engaged detachment, right? So through base 12 eternal love, the self is known as an extension of source, right? The self is known as a temporary mask of form worn by the one source consciousness field, right? All things and individuals are known as simultaneous expressions of the one self that is 
the source consciousness field. And from this state of transcendence in love, all activity is understood to exist within the reality of love. And all conflict and strife are viewed as the one self progressively expanding the ability of its expressions to carry the frequencies of energy that constitute one love, which is a state of total vibrational frequency co-resonance with the cosmos. Are you with me? So, activation of the full 12-strand silicate matrix DNA template and full integration of the scalar, the Mahara scalar Hova body avatar identity. Activation of these two allows for the experiential embodiment and transmission of base 12 eternal love. Embodiment of eternal love is the goal toward which human evolution moves forth, right? Eternal love is subtle love. It is firm love and enduring. And it's honoring the self, others, and source simultaneously, right? This is the strongest self-healing force of frequency that is found in the four harmonics or the four densities of our 15-dimensional time, uh, time sphere matrix, right? So base 12 eternal love is the fulfillment of the base 12 code and principle. Strive, make an effort to embody eternal love into your life. And if you don't know what a 12-strand silicate, silicate matrix DNA template or a Mahara scalar Hoover body avatar identity, I highly suggest you reach out to bioregenesisuniversity.org, okay? Because this will put you back on the path to eternal life learning, self-learning, and self-healing. Now, by embodying eternal love into your hologram, into your life, and by embodying, by getting on this personal self-healing potentiality, this assists you to connect to your higher levels of conscious identity to create transformation. Because make no mistake about it, eternal love, base 12 eternal love, everyone, is the natural organic structure of reality. And awareness of this thing called eternal love is cultivated through intention and appropriate use of personal free will choice in congruence with the natural laws of the unified morphogenetic field physics of consciousness and creation. So, by living, by embodying, by experiencing eternal love, all moments become sacred. All individuals are known as touched by source. I don't use the word blessed anymore. I'm using the word touched by source. By living in base 12 eternal love, all of your life 
becomes an ecstatic experience in reverence for existence. Are you with me? So, let's go over the perspectives of love again, in case you fell asleep or just weren't paying attention. The first one is subtle love, right? This is kind, nurturing, and gentle. Firm love is number two. This is kind, nurturing, assertive love, right? Number three is self-love. And this is simply honoring the source spark within the self, within you, right? And the fourth one is eternal love, right? Honoring the source spark within all, not just yourself, but you treat others with the same respect that you treat yourself. Now, if you don't treat yourself with respect, then you've got problems, okay? So, eternal love is the fulfillment of the base 12 principle. It's the goal towards which human evolution moves forth through progressive activation of the 12-strand DNA template. And by doing this, you begin the embodiment of your avatar identity, which is your 12-dimensional identity, which you should all be connecting with. But why don't, why doesn't humanity remember this? Hmm, that's the question, right? So, what I want to touch upon now is something that we call the eternal law of source and the base 12 eternal unity, right? Now, what is the eternal law of source and this base 12 eternal unity, you're probably asking, right? This has to do with the original founders, eternal life races. And it has to do with the, their information that they've been sharing, which has to do with the eternal law of source, the base 12 eternal unity, and the Lyran Siren model of peace, peaceful, co-creative, egalitarian, self-sovereign co-evolution. So, the eternal law of source represents what we call the eternal life Giannis Ascended Masters Protocol of source right interrelationship, right? And this source right interrelationship promotes unconditional love, co-nurturing, and self-healing of all races through the recognition that all manifest and materialized beings wear a face of source manifest and materialize. So there is only one source consciousness field, okay? And all beings, all things are living, diversified expressions of this common source identity. So, the eternal law of source recognizes that individuals who conduct themselves in, let's say, unsource-like ways, right, 
are those who have most forgotten this core truth of their source identity. And through self-healing, right, and reactivation of this source spark within us, guess what? The eternal base 12 code begins to reawaken and activate. And any individual that begins the self-healing and reactivation of this eternal base 12 code will eventually remember and embody this source touched heritage, right? And when this memory returns, and it will, unconditional love and co-creative what we call source right interrelationship become the natural embodied instinct and acting as if the source in all things matters. And this becomes the only rational and sane use of the source gift of self-sovereign free will. Are you with me? Now, when the primal eternal law of source is not willingly honored by individuals manifest in time, guess what? Their creations become progressively more convoluted until eventually they create their own self-annihilation in space-time. Because when self-annihilation or self-termination, we call it, occurs, this once self-sentient individual will return to source, but as an undifferentiated unit of consciousness or energy without any memory, without any individuated identity recognition. Can you imagine that? Not remembering your journey in creation, in manifest creation? These people will go back to source as what we call cosmic dust and they will be recycled by source into other creations such as beings plants rocks animals humans planets stars etc etc so the advantage <laughs> of activating this base 12 code this source presence within is by doing so, an individual can retain its individuation of identity and the memory of its manifest experience to consciously rejoin source through incension, right? Because through incension, an individual retains the conscious ability to express full mastery of chosen experience. It's knowing itself in at one mint, not oneness, at one mint would source, through which the natural cycle of loving, conscious co-creation within the wholeness that is source can be perpetuated. And these are core foundations and source cognitions upon which the eternal law of source the base 12 eternal unity, the Lyran-Syrian cultural model of peace 
and base 12 biogenesis are structured. And they are the principles by which eternal free world order systems within the Interdimensional Association of Free Worlds functions. Are you with me? So the, the eternal law of source is representative of the natural laws of universal morphogenetic field physics. The first creation mechanics by which the consciousness of source eternally and perpetually creates the experience of manifest creation. And think about this. Without observance of the primal eternal law of source, an individual, a race, a nation, a planet, a solar system, a galaxy, a universe, will be unable to create genuine self-sovereignty, eternal love or joy. And guess what? They will lose conscious experiential participation within the natural cycle of eternal life perpetuation. If one's chosen ideas and your actions support the base 12 eternal free will objective of incension, then guess what? Your identity returns to source along what we call the path of source right order of conscious sentience through which conscious knowing and co-creative participation within the eternal life cycle, guess what, is perpetually retained. The base 12 objective creates an experiential destiny of joy and progressive expansion of self into wholeness for consciousness within the eternal life cycle, right? Now, if one's choices disregard the natural order of the eternal law of source and first creation mechanics, personal energy is just compounded and added to the finite life imposed will objective, right? Through which the cosmic gifts of incension co-creative sentient mastery and conscious participation in let's say eternal life cycles these are lost the finite life agenda creates the experiential reality of a limited finite life identity and a return to source through what we call the path of chaos of unconscious oblivion now the finite life objective creates what we call the experiential destiny of sorrow, a progressive breakdown of self into fragmentation for consciousness within the eternal life cycle. No action is benign. Thought and its manifest expression in action are quantities of consciousness energy that reflect the intrinsic universal design of either the path of order or the path of chaos. The path of order encompasses the path of chaos for even chaos itself exists within the expression of the source right order, right? But both paths 
culminate in return to source, an eternal manifestation of the eternal life cycle. The significance, though, of choosing the path of order and the base 12 eternal free will objective is in the value and quality of perceived experience one encounters, right? Because as a participant within the eternal life movement, one will experience either expansion of consciousness, expansion of sentient, loving, free, joyful co-creation, or the contraction and the constriction of unconscious, controlled participation through which the natural source state of co-creative love and joy are experientially blocked from your perceptions. Are you with me? So, there are... Look, I know it's heavy, but we don't have as much time as you think you do, right? No one prepares for their transit, for their voyage after Earth. Everyone is just, oh, living life on Earth. But there is life after Earth. There is existence after Earth, right? And idea, belief, and action are the creative tools with which consciousness is endowed to employ the gift of free will choice as to which path of experience one will select to follow, right? The base 12 eternal path of order is that originally intended by source, right? As loving joy is the intrinsic nature of source. In that eternal present source love, sure, the, ba the path of chaos is permitted for without this, the option of choice wouldn't exist, right? The original founders' races understand that the intrinsic nature of source is love and that in this love source most desires to experience the joy of its manifest expressions while simultaneously honoring their free will in allowing them to choose otherwise. So, in honor of and as a living reflection of the true loving nature of source, the original founders and eternal life races lend support to the ideas, beliefs, and actions through which the path of order, the base 12 eternal free will objective, and the destiny of joy are experientially attained, right? Now, eternal life races allow, but they do not endorse ideas, beliefs, actions through which the path of chaos, right, which is the anti-base 12 eternal imposed will objective and the destiny of sorrow are experientially attained, right? So path of chaos is allowed in respect for the gift of free will choice because without which the cosmic objective of the destiny of joy cannot be attained. However, the path of order, which is the path of base 12 eternal love, is the preference of source. And so true eternal life representatives of source 
will encourage but never force the source right use of free will choice in creating sources intended source right destiny of eternal joy. The choice is always ours. And the original founders always respect our right to choose. As individuated manifest expressions of source, we are literally infused with the power of co-creation. Our choices are the tools by which our experiential reality is created, right? Individually and collectively, we are the co-creators of our experiential reality. And as we progressively remember and embody our organic source identity as faces, right, of source manifest, our choices, our worlds, our hologram will progressively become more, let's say, source-like to reflect more of the true loving nature of source. This is the source objective. This was the objective of source, of the original founders and of the infinite number of eternal life races who strive, who intend to keep the sentient awareness and embodiment demonstration of our unconditionally loving one source, eternally live, right, within the endless holograms of time, right? So, listen, I know this was a lot, <laughs> but I invite you to go back and re-listen to this podcast. This podcast, I wasn't even sure what the topic would be, right? I just waited for the eternal life directives from the original founders races. And it really makes sense now that this topic was shared, this information was shared with you all, right? Because look what we're, we're coming upon. We're coming upon the December 21st, 2021, second opportunity, right? We have a second opportunity to choose the path of order versus the path of chaos. And it's important to remember to embody these four perspectives of love because without this, without these frequencies, without embodying these frequencies of love, without embodying the eternal law of source, how the hell are you going to not just get on the path of order, but remain on the path of order? Are you with me? Because time's a ticking, everyone. Time is speeding up, as you know, and we need to prepare. We need to prepare ourselves. Make sure that you're on the path of order. Make sure that you are not on the path of chaos. And it's okay for you to be on the path of chaos if that's your thing, <laughs> if that's what you're into. But I can tell you from experience, 
If you're on the path of chaos, you will not remember who you are. You will not remember where you came from. You will not remember what your purpose was. You will not remember all of your experience in manifest creation. Okay? You will return to source as cosmic dust and hopefully that's not what you choose. Right? Choose a path of order. Choose a path of base 12 eternal love and eternal life. Well, that's it for this episode. As I say each and every episode, look, truth is stranger than fiction. But wouldn't you want to live your life in truth than a lie? I know I would. 